And uh, a couple of years ago, I met the best partners I could ever, um, you know, desire for. And, and we start thinking about how can we help shift the world a little bit and go into a place where we actually build a community and a movement that will help each other out. Um, and we're targeting women, you know, women have, have been in the center of um, a big DNI agenda over the last, I don't know, maybe 10 years or, or more. Um, and, and we think that the role of women is critical in shifting the mindset, um, you know, in the world and within the workplace as well. Martha is a former SVP and CHRO, a trilingual change agent, and a coach offering more than 25 years of success in creating, launching, executing, and improving HR initiatives for enterprises operating in diverse industries. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Hacking HR podcast. I'm Tatiana, your host today. I'm delighted. We have an amazing guest with us today joining us from North America, Miami, if I got it right, actually. Yeah, you did. It's wonderful to have you, Martha J. Fetz, joining us today. So good to have you, Martha. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I I love being here um, and sharing some of my experience with everybody else, uh, you know, around the world. Thank you so much. I think we have some amazing stuff to share. A bit of sneak into um, the conversation. Martha has a corporate background with all the beautiful roles um, in the HR and people space. But I think the most exciting thing is what she's been doing for the last few years. She's actually started a movement. Tell us a little bit more. Yes, oh, thank you, thank you. So I, um, I, I know that the, the audience listening to this podcast is, you know, are people that are um, in the HR field. And I was able to get here because I had all that experience in the HR field, the opportunity to interact with a lot of people all, all over the world. And uh, a couple of years ago, I met the best partners I could ever, um, you know, desire for. And, and we start thinking about how can we help shift the world a little bit and go into a place where we actually build a community and a movement that will help each other out. Um, and we're targeting women, you know, women have, have been in the center of um, a big DNI agenda over the last, I don't know, maybe 10 years or, or more. Um, and, and we think that the role of women is critical in shifting the mindset, um, you know, in the world and within the workplace as well. Mm-hmm. So we started a movement by, you know, impacting and serving women from all over in, in different ways. Um, so we interact with, you know, corporate America, um, entrepreneurs, women of color, people just starting um, in, the, in the HR field or in any field. Um, and we also interact with women that are outside of um, of the, the work, the workforce. So mothers and sisters and, and, mm. you know, friends. And so, so it's, it's, uh, it's about understanding the broader role that women have in life at home, at work and in society in general. Love it. And if we can disclose the name of your company of this movement. Yes, of course. Um, we have a powerful name, which is wow. 
um, and you know, women wow, because we believe in awakening each other. So wow means women awakening women. And it's about, you know, lifting a hand, helping each other out to awaken um, from the places we are. Um, one of the things, and, and we were talking about that, but one of the things is important is to meet people where they are. So it's not about calling people where we are, it's about meeting them um, in, in their place so they can awaken from where they are. Mm, beautiful. And earlier, before we started talking, we also shared um, the idea of you've been in corporate life, now you've left, you have this amazing um, movement going on, building communities. How do we really bridge those worlds? Because obviously, every time we have those discussions where change is most needed, we do come back to, well, maybe corporate world needs a little bit more of compassion, empathy, inclusion, you name it. And you have been now on both sides. Where would you say are the opportunities? Are you seeing openness in the corporate world? Can you bring this back? Are they seeking out guidance? Can you be more open now that you're no longer an insider, so to speak? Tell us a little bit well, about that front. Lots of questions. Mm. <laughs> um, I, I think, I believe corporate um, America is, is starting to move into, into the direction of being open and able to listen to a wider um, you know, population and mm -hmm. to the needs of the, of the population. Um, I, I think, um, I'm just reflecting on all your questions. I would like to go back to corporate America. Um, and I have been doing it from a, from a different perspective, because mm -hmm. I think that once, um, once you are in your role, you're so insular into what's going on in your role, in your company, that many times you don't have the opportunity to see outside of that space. Right. And, and for me, that, that's the, the real um, opportunity is how do we broaden the perspective in corporate America mm -hmm. to what's going on around the world? I believe all, all the DNI movement um, and work that has been happening, you know, and all the movements in general that are opening to diversity and inclusion are creating kind of that need in corporate America that has been out there for a long time. Mm -hmm. um, and I would say not only corporate America, but also governments. Mm. And especially here in, in the US um, about doing something different. Um, talking, you know, powerfully about what is diversity, what is inclusion, and how do we tap into the strength of the different perspectives so that we change the way we connect with other people, we do business, we sell our services. So it, it, it's about discovering new ways that will speak to a a lot more people than than we are reaching today. Mm. There is so many more questions popping up in my head now. We spoke about it earlier before we started today's session when we said it's not just about women as women, but you also referenced the feminine side, that how mm. we should actually look at it, uh, that everybody carries. So can you elaborate on that? 
Sure. That was one of uh, our biggest discussions, um, you know, with, with my partners around, you know, are, are we focusing on women and women only? And what happens if, you know, men will be interested in joining the movement, mm -hmm. which we all will love to have a lot of men because changes are not going to happen just um, in my perspective, just because women are doing it. It's, it's yeah. because, you know, when, when you go to corporate and you say, well, let's create a space for women. Well, corporate America in, in general and the corporate world is, um, has, been, um, has been headed and ruled by, by men for the longest time. So if we don't think about how do we, do we include men in the decision-making and the inclusion, then we, we're, we're, it's going to take a long time. Mm. So, um, so I believe everybody has a masculine and a feminine side. Um, that we tap into for different things. So uh, when I when I think about I don't know parenthood, for example, um, and I and I look at my husband and you know other husbands, and you see how they care for their kids. Well, mm -hmm. they're probably tapping more into their feminine side than the masculine side. And then when you see them having discussions and putting their foot down, <laughs> um, you and I are tapping more into our masculine side of it. Um, of ourselves and mm. and it's all good because we all have it and you know as 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 a whole person we decide where to use those skills because they serve us better mm. so th this is this is more about looking at people from the, the their entirety than you know are you are you a, a, a born male or born female and now with you know transgender and changes that are happening it, it's about tapping into your inner self who do you really are and how do you use your strength your talent um and and uh, and yeah and and yourself how do you impact the world in everything you do that's beautiful i've rarely heard the context of even in the dni space of looking into these sides we still have a lot of stereotypes and probably it's just because of the journey a lot of organizations are on for some, it's kind of, you know, common sense. We do it for many years. We're very kind of, you know, educated about it. We have different facets of diversity, inclusion, and equity, and others are just getting started. So obviously they have to start somewhere. I remember being in the tech industry for so many years. And the first thing you do is you look at gender, classic gender. There are too few women in IT or in tech, generally speaking. So you start there because it seems most obvious. Uh, but what you're suggesting is that actually you can go way broader because you also mentioned the impact you can have on your customer base, being more understanding, more inclusive on that front, but also sheer market presence. Like what resonates with the market? If you just speak one language, it will just take yeah. you one way. So I love that. Can you exemplify it's, it? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I was actually thinking about mm -hmm. that, but it, it is about having the flexibility um, for me, the diversity in the workplace is not just do you have enough males and females mm -hmm. and, you know, in, I don't know, any Asians and, and you know, people of color and, you know, disabilities. For me, it's about how do you take all those perspectives and you actually speak to the broader population, to your customers, to your suppliers. Um, so... It, it has to do to, for me, it has to do with flexibility, being flexible mm -hmm. enough and nimble enough for you to understand what is that your customers need and, you know, and speak from that place because you all have it inside of you. 
Mm. Um, so it's, it's how do you tap into those differences so you can connect and you can serve better. Um, I was actually thinking about a, a couple of examples. Um, one of them is, um, you know, I'm sure everybody went to buy a car. I just, I don't like the experience of buying a car and go to a dealership because usually um, the salespeople are talking to my husband, mm -hmm. right? But actually, whenever the car is for me, they talk to him. And it's very difficult to shift that. And I, and I think that, you know, sales car um, individuals, and I've, I've always interacted, in, interesting, I've always interacted with male sales, sales mm -hmm. car people. Um, so I don't have any experiences with women, but I would, I would think that if they would shift their language and they would look at me as a customer, I would buy a car, the car in five seconds, as mm -hmm. opposed to tapping into the rational side of it. Um, you know, when you're, when you're selling, when you're selling or when you're offering a service and you're talking to your male customers or female customers, they are different. Mm -hmm. So you have to speak a different language. Um, if you're, if you're going to sell, I don't know, if you're going to send food, you'll probably have to talk to women, right? But what happens with male that do the, the shopping, the grocery shopping at home. So how do you actually engage with those customers and make sure that you are, um, that you're actually, you know, caring for their needs. Yeah. So, so for me, it's about understanding not only the, the gender, but the needs. So um, I heard someone talk once about, you know, ideal customers and, and for you to understand your ideal customer, you need to think, you need to be able to identify everything that has to do with that customer. And you're not going to have one, you're going to have several. So how do I talk to, um, you know, a, a head of a household, if it's, if it's a, um, a male or if it's a female, what are their needs? What do they think? When do they buy? How do they buy? What's important to them? And how do we offer those services? And, you know, it's easier when you're, you, when you're um, talking about a product, but, you know, at work is the same thing. You have to flex your style if you're talking to um, that, you know, your head or your head of supply or your head of demand. So if you're talking to a, a, an, an analyst that is just starting and doesn't understand a lot about how corporate works, than if you're talking to someone that has been there for 25 years. So how that can you offer? How can you help them grow and develop within the, the workplace from where they are? And, and I think that's one of the biggest opportunities for us in HR, which is some, sometimes we offer programs that are the same for everybody. Mm. And then we are surprised yeah. when, the results, <laughs> when the results are not what we expect. Well how can you tailor the program so that you actually impact people where you want? What just came to my mind, Martha, and I'm puzzled. So I'm, I'm, hopefully you will counter me, but I'm afraid you won't. Um, I was just thinking of all the classic surveys and segmentation reports that we usually run, where we go by gender, age groups, stereotype of generations. Um, education background things. Mm -hmm. And then I'm like, that doesn't speak to anything you just said. 
that this it doesn't give us any insights whatsoever. It gives us stats, yeah, that we can share with the government or whoever is asking, but it doesn't give us any of what you just shared as to insights and really leveraging. I love what you said. You'll have it inside of you anyway. So any suggestions there? Any thoughts there? I'm really puzzled now. I'm like, I'm not thinking of a single service provider who would have ever asked me, here's a catalog of categories. You can have a survey by which one would you pick? It's always the classics. So that's... I think that um, from my perspective, there, there, is a, there is a big, big opportunity, probably one of the biggest opportunities at a government level. Mm. Because the fact that we have, you know, segmentation by age or by race or by ethnicity is because this is what's required by our governments. Mm. So how, how can we shift that and ensure that we are, um, you know, I, I was just, I was just um, looking at an Instagram post this morning uh, from New Zealand, from Jacinda, and, and she was saying, you know, I'm visiting my middle school and I, my, my uh, woodwork teacher of 45 years ago was there. So it was amazing, blah, blah, blah. And then I read the comments because it, it's not only what our leaders said, but how people react. Mm -hmm. And people were saying, well, you are a, I don't remember exact word, but you are like a normal person. You know, you are a leader just because you speak our language. And, and you have the flexibility to do the things that are important to all of us because we are not just, you're not just the head of a nation. You are a mother, you are a daughter, you are a sister, you're a school, you know, graduate. I mean, you go do the grocery. So the moment governments understand that we all share our roles and we have multiple facets in our lives, and they probably will start measuring or asking companies to measure people in a different way. I think we are very far away from there. So we have to start where we can. We have to start in our school, in our place of work, in our communities, in our you know, churches or you know, any, any uh, places of worship. So how, how do we start? Um, how do we start with a change to what we think is best by serving those individuals that we have around us mm. and sparking, sparking the change? Absolutely. I love that. Yes, it's a long way to go. I would agree. But at the same time, I think this gives us real power. It gives us tools because nobody's yeah. stopping us from how we do the work in HR or people functions. Nobody's telling us how exactly to do that. That's very much down to interpretation. Yes, there is governmental requirements and policies and compliance, but let's park that. Where's the real business value? It's about knowing more, anticipating, being a true partner. Partner means I add something, complement you with things that you don't see or don't have. So I think this is a wonderful opportunity and it's very practical. So hopefully everybody watching can take it and, and actually say, how do I take this new facet of viewing my people, viewing the organizations I collaborate with, and maybe find different strings of alignment rather than just the normal, so to say, um, categories. And, and, you know, I was, I was thinking 
um, about behaviors, right? And mm. how do we observe people having certain behaviors? And, and as an HR practitioner, I would say, well, why is this person behaving or reacting the way he or she is? Mm. And take a look at what has prompted that and, and which facet of the individual is being triggered. Mm. And therefore, how can I, how, what can I do to change that conversation and to find that facet that is going to help that individual grow as opposed to close up yeah. And, yeah. and fight? Yeah. Now, I like that because, as you said, you have to reach people where they are. So if it resonates with them, they will obviously take it and own it and then hopefully also share and distribute it. I love that a lot. Now, you have started this movement a few years ago. What's your vision with it? Where would you like it to go? Oh, wow, that's a great question. Um, we would like to we would like to reach as as many people as we can mm -hmm. and you know, we, we, believe, we believe in creating a safe space for people to realize their full potential, mm -hmm. whatever that is. If you are a dad, if you are a sister, if you are a parent of a you know, beautiful dog, my dog is running around over there. Um, if you're a professional, if you are a grandmother, or if you are a, a you know, store owner or a big exec, that you, you can, um, have that space where you can be your full self mm -hmm. with without limitations um you know and and it's a, it's a big dream um and we believe it's possible again if um somebody says somebody said a couple of months ago like you know if i think about the whole world and the many billion peoples and how am i going to impact then it's it gets scary Mm -hmm. But if I can actually, you know, set a goal and say, well, who can I actually impact that it's reachable and then start there. Mm -hmm. And because you start a small movement, people are going to start reaching to their communities and their network. So it starts actually having a ripple effect. Mm -hmm. So I would say, think big act small mm -hmm. and start with whomever you have that is surrounding you or you can tap into and start there. Um, you know, let, let's make less assumptions and ask more questions and keep mm -hmm. listening to what people say. Um, some, sometimes I believe as HR, we go with a set of answers that we want people to actually <laughs> confirm. <laughs> As opposed to saying, okay, let me listen to what you are saying and let me use that to inform what are the, what are the changes I need to make to my program that mm. it's beautiful and looks amazing on paper so that it's impactful. Yeah. And, and for me, that's, that's the, the, big, the big shift that as HR professionals, we might need to consider. It's certainly much more customization which is more work eventually. It is. But as you say, it does reach people where they are. And you never know, you impact just the one person and you will be surprised how much good they can do. Mm -hmm. So it's probably yeah. worth it. 
we we have to understand that we uh, rarely reach one person mm-hmm. because they have a family, they have a group of friends, mm-hmm. they have their community where they interact. So there's always people that are surrounding that person that we impacted that can continue with you know sharing sharing the, the knowledge sharing the wealth and and you know being part of that movement about being more inclusive and more open and looking at all the facets within the individuals absolutely even the ones even the ones they don't want to show so interesting <laughs> Eventually, we'll find their weak spot. <laughs> no, but you're totally right. I keep telling leaders I've been working with all the time. You haven't just hired X amount of people. Actually, you've hired X amount of families because that's what it is. They take their work to home and they take their home to work. There is no, you know, check this at the door and then, you know, be a different person. And um, even if they do, that doesn't last. That, that does crash people over time. So it is very, very true. So probably we should be a bit more mindful about that one single individual. If that's one we can impact, it's going to make the difference anyway. So it's, it's been all worth all the hard work. Well, if you can make a difference for one person, um, if you can you know, change uh, their day and make their life better, mm. um, you're already changing the world. Uh, and, and because we all end up paying it forward, uh, my, my mom used to say to me all the time, what goes around comes around. And I <laughs> believe yeah. in that saying, um, that person will do the same for someone else. Love that. And I think so, it's a so, sad. Mm-hmm. No, ahead. so I was going to say, be, be mindful that every interaction you have is going to impact not only the person that you're talking to, but their communities. So yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. And this is, you know, as I said, you have touched upon something that is very bold as to huge to anticipate and envision. But at the same time, it's quite practical. And I would love to repeat what you said earlier. Um, You'll have it inside of you. So it's really just a matter of tapping into this and then almost like extrapolating it. And then you can tap into anybody, even if your focus group or target audience is X still there will be a lot of elements of it that apply to many others too because it's not about the classic stereotypes and categories and attributes it is what's beyond that and we share a lot more apparently than what we sometimes see on the surface that we measure and count and do programs for and all that stuff so beautiful perspectives there thank you so much martha i think it's really hopefully gonna make some people think and and really inspire to look at the world a little bit different. So that's beautiful. Thank you. Yes. Well, thank you. Thank you for having me. I, I really um, appreciate being here and, and, you know, making an impact in one person will just make my day. I think you certainly have. Thank you so much for being with us. Thanks everybody for joining. We hope you love this and uh, can take away, as I said, something practical or maybe something to dream for. Either way, keep watching out for next episodes of Hacking HR Podcast. Good to see you. Stay safe. Thank you, everybody, for watching or listening to this podcast. I hope you enjoyed the show. Please follow us on our social media and subscribe to our newsletter so that you can stay informed of all the things that we're putting together for you from the Hacking HR community. Thank you so much. Please continue to stay safe, stay well, stay strong, and we will see you soon.